You are listening to Embrace the Chaos Podcast with your hosts, Ruben and Marina DeAnda from the Greater Long Beach Church of Christ. Thank you for joining us as we lean into the joys and chaos of marriage and family life. Hey everyone, it's Ruben and Marina here. We are very thankful that you're joining us in our Embrace the Chaos podcast where we are realizing that in marriage and family life, there's going to be chaos, there's going to be difficulty, there's going to be challenge, but we are not wanting to run away from it. We're wanting to run into it and embrace it and enjoy the chaoses of our uh, lives together in marriage as well as in parenting. We are continuing a conversation today called the Ten Commandments of Fighting Fairly, but before we get into that, we wanted to share something with you guys and kind of break down a question that we get a lot. You see, Marina and I have been married for 14 years now. We have four children, and we lead a church, a growing church here in the city of Long Beach, California, with two two campuses, and it can be challenging. It can stretch us. It can take attention away from different priorities and so we always get the question how do you guys do this and many times when we are asked that question we just stare back with a blank stare and we come up with something to say but we really don't know what to say because such a broad question and it is very challenging uh, to figure out how do we actually do this and we haven't arrived we're not perfect we're actually trying to figure this out as we go yeah it's funny when we get people coming up to us and saying, how do you do it? I don't know how you do it. What's your secret? And I mean, there really is no secret because we are still trying to figure that out. But what we wanted to do um, for you guys is just to break that down a little bit um, and talk about some specific things on how we do it. And one of those things that's been big for us lately is quality time, date nights. And how do we do that? So the art of the date night Mm -hmm. is something that I am not a master in (laughs) at all. But I will share with you, I've learned through these Ten Commandments of Fighting Fairly, I've learned that I need to study my wife. I need to understand her. I need to figure out this is important. And what we've realized, if it's not on the calendar, it just won't happen. Yeah. And so I'll confess and be honest, in the past few weeks, it has not been on the calendar. And so it has not happened. Right. But we need to put it on the calendar. Once it's put on the once it's on the calendar, then we'll figure out the child care situation or uh, we'll be creative with it and figure out a way in the evening after the kids go down to sleep uh, to take out some snacks or a bottle of wine and... Mm watch something together, pray together, talk with each other, but spend a few moments uh, just with each other. Connecting. Connecting. Yeah, and I think right now for us, it's really difficult in terms of scheduling, and Ruben's right, it needs to be put on the calendar. Our kids range from 11 is our oldest and our baby is three, and they all have very different schedules right now, and our little girl, she's not in school yet. Uh, She's at home with us. So it just can get very challenging in trying to put it in the calendar. But I remember when our two older girls were younger, one of the things that we did was we connected with different families that had um, same age kids um, like we did. And we did co-ops. And so one uh, Saturday a month, they would take our kids and we would go out on a date. And then the next Saturday, we would take their kids and they would go on a date. And that really worked for us in the beginning when, obviously, when we just had the two kids. Now it's hard to 
say, hey, guys, can you watch all four of our kids on a Saturday night when we go yep. on a date? It's a little difficult to find other families um, where the kids match. Willing to do that. Willing yeah. to do that. And there's they have uh, four kids as well. So it seems kind of unfair. So that's not really working out for us right now. I think the thing that um, is probably the best for us is – like morning breakfast times that's kind of our jam and how we've been able to spend quality time when most of the kids are in school so i appreciate what marina was saying because uh, the co-op thing was such a genius idea we got some from some great friends and Mm -hmm. it really helped but i think what we wanted to share with you guys just the lesson that we've learned is if quality time is important for one of the spouses make it intentional make it part of the routine and rhythm of the marriage and the family. And instead of, again, running away from that, we run into that, we lean into that. And we wanna create the space to be able to have that time together to learn your spouse, to see what he or she needs in the marriage relationship. Because the most important thing you can do for your children is have a great marriage. And this is something that we've learned the hard way, good ways, all kinds of ways, but we've had a lot of people influence our thinking and understanding. This is huge and important. And so anyway, we wanted to provide that little tidbit for you. Next time we get next on our next episode, we'll share another, another tidbit about quote unquote, how do you do all this? Mm -hmm. Uh, But for our episode today we want to try to get into the content at this time wait i just want to say something though you do appreciate quality time right i do appreciate okay. quality. okay time. so it's not just me <laughs> it's not just you okay. i love spending time thank with you. you i just yes. wanted to clarify that yes absolutely. for those that could get confused by what absolutely. you said okay all right love it we love can move it. forward now <laughs> okay we're going to continue our conversation on the 10 commandments of fighting fairly we realize that marriage communication is key and essential and you will fight you will argue but there's a way to do so in a righteous and godly manner so marina's gonna go ahead and review the last the first five commandments that we that we did the last episode okay and then we'll get into the last five all right let's break it down let's break it down number one i am at fault the percent doesn't matter that was a good one number two Be more concerned with doing right than being right. Number three, don't use logic at emotional times. And just remember, it doesn't say don't use emotion (laughs) at logical times. It says don't use logic at emotional times. Number four, assume and express love. Number five, don't say never, always, hate, stupid, divorce, ugly, fat, idiot, jerk. Don't use extreme language, basically. Basically. So we're gonna do. I want to. I do want to acknowledge we got this when we were engaged to be married from an incredible couple, Alan Gloria Baird, who had been married over fifty years mm-hmm. and uh, served. Al served as an elder in our church for many, many years, and just an incredible hero for us. So he mm-hmm. is the one. Him and his wife Gloria are the ones that gave us this, and so we've been able to pass it on. To many couples that we've uh, done pre uh, pre-marriage counseling for or even marriage, marriage counseling, counseling yeah. uh, in general so this is a resource we hope that you use in our first two years of marriage we literally printed these out and had them uh, on our refrigerator door just to refer to yeah. uh, in times of need so here we go we're going to come into the last five commandments of fighting fairly number six 
Don't argue about who said what. Take responsibility for what she, he, hears you say. This is huge. Oh, yeah. This is very challenging. And this can also be something that kind of keeps your arguments going and going and going nonstop if you don't get this under control, right? Exactly. You said that, but I said this, but you said no, but you meant this. No, but you said that. This is not just in marriage, but this can happen in any, in any relationship, any, feel, any, any relationship that you're in. The challenge here is I need to understand. I need to take responsibility for what she hears me say. Right. So um, an example of this is I remember when we had the girls were really little and we're trying to figure out, you know, what is the best way to get out the house in the morning, get the kids dressed. And, you know, I'm like just rushing and trying to get all the things that we need to get for them. And, you know, in that sort of chaos, you can just, you know, not really think about the words that you're saying or the things that you're saying. And so I'm just, you know, telling Ruben, like, you forgot the diaper bag, duh, like, get it together. And, you know, he'll come to me later and say, well, I felt like you were saying that I was stupid and I didn't know what I was doing. Like, that's not even what I said. I just said it's common sense to bring the diaper back. (laughs) But he heard me say that you're dumb. You're not a good father. Right. Mm -hmm. Get it together. Yeah. Let's go. But even though I didn't intend to communicate that, that's what he heard me say, and I do need to take responsibility because I don't want him to feel like he's a bad father. We're doing this together. We're figuring it out. I'm so happy that you took responsibility for what I heard you say. You are welcome. Very good. Yeah. Very well done. Thank you. Okay, number seven. Best, uh, best. First understand, then be understood. Take turns. No interruptions. Ooh, this is hard. This is hard. The biblical principle here is found in the book of James, where it says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. In other words, first understand, then be understood. Ask questions. Be curious. Why why she feels this way? Why does he feel that way? What's going on? Try to understand. Put yourself in that person's shoes. In the heat of the moment, mm. this is almost absolutely impossible. But after some time, you can come back together and have a conversation where you're able to understand one another and listen, truly listen to each other. Yeah, the taking turns is really important and key in this. And you've got to be able to commit to that with your spouse and um, have an understanding about that, that you're going to take turns. You're not going to speak over one another and you're going to hear each other out. Okay. Number yes, next we'll go to the next one. Number eight. Use I, not you statements. In other words, we want to say things that you want to say things that includes you as a person, like the the in first person. Yeah. Yeah, because when you say you, you're pointing the finger. You're like, yes. you, 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 this is all your fault. But a lot of times is, you know, like we said, like you're taking responsibility for what the other person hears. So, okay, this is what I heard you say. Mm-hmm. I felt, when you said this, I felt this way. So trying not to focus on the you part. 
Yeah, this is this is a big one. I mean, they're all kind of big ones. I know you've you've heard us say this is a big one. This is a big one constantly, but because they are, they're all these are these are these are tidbits that uh, when we've done marriage counseling with couples, they're like, man, I wish I knew this mm-hmm. five years ago. This information I could have used five years ago. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's also good resource too, and good language just to have yes. in your toolbox. You know, like. Um, good phrases to use versus whatever comes out of your mouth in emotional times is obviously not the best way to communicate. Yeah, you want to use, you want to focus on what what you're feeling, mm-hmm. not what the other person is doing. Right. And so this is this will require self control. Yeah. But again, the biblical principle is there: is that if we're led by God's Spirit, uh, we will have. Um, fruits of the spirit and one of those is self-control and kindness and love and so this a lot of these a lot of these uh tools are really based in biblical principles right and obviously as a minister and as as a women's ministry leader we are in that realm of spiritual coaching and so this is these are huge huge elements that are found in the bible and if we're not uh consistently in god's word i've realized that I will not be developing the fruits of the Spirit, and I will become impatient, and I will blame Marina for everything, and I will point the finger, and I will not validate what she's feeling. And so, again, um, I'm going on a tangent here, but the idea is uh, we want to be influenced a lot by God and His Word, because a lot of these communication tools come from Mm -hmm. biblical principles. Right, and they work. I mean, that's, that's why we say this is big, or this is a good one. Like, we've put all of these things into practice in our marriage and you know again we don't have a perfect marriage but I do think that we communicate really well together especially when we are in heated moments and feeling a lot of things and in disagreements these tools have really really truly worked for us okay number nine use timeouts agree on a length of time I love this one and Reuben always wanted to, after a bump, after an argument, <laughs> disagreement, he wanted to just duke it out and let's get this resolved. And we cannot let the sun go down upon our anger. Come on. <laughs> and I was it's like, true. no, I cannot be in the same room. Get out of here. And just emotions were high for me. So it was really hard to be face to face in a conversation. And so this one has um, just over the years really, really helped us in a lot of different ways but just being able to take time out pause for me just take breaths and breathe and go on a walk go on a Mm -hmm. prayer walk relax calm down because when i'm seeing red i'm just like i hate him and he hates me and he's so disrespectful and this isn't gonna work and all those things that you shouldn't be thinking and saying just come out because of the emotion and so the the timeouts have really helped me more so I think just to calm to calm down and relax. Yeah, in our first in our first 2 years of marriage, there were so many times where we were so angry with each other. Marina would storm out of the house or I would punch a wall or mm-hmm. Uh, Marina threw her purse at me one time or something like that. I don't know what it was. Threw something at me, remote control (laughs) or something. I don't know. But it was just, it was just volatile. It was just, it it was not, and we're both coming from 
different family backgrounds, different or bringing our upbringings into yeah. uh, this marriage. And so, uh, you know, both of our families handled conflict in different ways. Right. And so we're learning this. We're figuring this out. And I remember this this ninth commandment of fighting for using timeouts. Oh, my gosh. When we started putting that into practice, it helped so much. Yeah, I think the point and the key to this, too, is you've got to agree on the length of time because Ruben would be like, okay, we're going to take a time out. When can we talk? And I'd be like, don't talk to me for the rest of the day. And that (laughs) obviously doesn't work. So you really do need to agree on the length of time, how much time. I need a couple hours. I need Give me till, you know, 5 o'clock and then we can talk about it. Or let's talk when the kids go to sleep. Things like that um, really help us. Now this. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I mean, when we now that we're as parents, and those of you who are parents may understand this, we need each other so much that when we are yeah. in a fight, we are very quick to resolve yeah. because yeah. we're on survival mode with the kids and their yeah. needs and different things happening around our house. So we are uh, our timeouts have shortened yeah. a lot recently. Oh yeah, uh, just because we realize we need one another so if you're a parent you understand that feeling of listen i can't be in a complete argument for the next two days with my spouse because we need to we need to survive here and 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 help meet the needs of our of our family so anyway um that's one of the things that has helped us and that's just different from in this season of life and in the first season of our marriage you know we would need a lot of time a lot of time in timeouts but in this season, it's just super. Like, let's just get this figured out and work it out. Yeah. Okay, the last one uh, of the Ten Commandments of Fighting Fairly. Number 10, ask for mm-hmm. and give forgiveness. Yeah. Same as number five, which was assume and express love. Ask for and give forgiveness. Again, it's founded in biblical principle. We want to forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. Yeah. We have seen so many married couples not be willing to forgive each other, not being willing to give forgiveness or ask for forgiveness, completely ignoring the fact that God has forgiven them of so much over the decades or years of their life. And so this idea that at the end of the conversation, we want to find the percent that where we can take responsibility and right. then ask for forgiveness. Right. And if the, if the other person is the giver of forgiveness, that, that they will move past some of the hurt, move past some of the tension and say the words, the actual words, I forgive you. Yeah, and I realize, we realize that there's some situations that are more serious than others in conflict. You know, some of it is just you didn't do the dishes and you said you were going to do the dishes. Okay, I forgive you. And others is you have talk to me disrespectfully over and over and over again and you're not changing but yet the scripture is still the same that um we must forgive as the lord has already forgiven us Mm -hmm. he hasn't withheld it he's already given it it's already been freely given to us and so that principle is still the same and will always be the same i remember the probably the biggest fight that marina and i ever got into was in our again in our early years of marriage and we were both youth ministers mm-hmm. uh, in the area in the Los Angeles area and we were working with high school students and we had a guy's uh, sleepover and a girl's sleepover and we're all hanging out and the girls wanted to come over and they pranked the boys and 
but the boys caught the girls pranking and took went to the cupboards and refrigerator and grabbed eggs and yogurts and all kinds of stuff to throw at the girls i mean it was just took it to the next level just took it to the whole another level and one of the boys uh poured milk all over marina mm. uh, marina didn't did not even want to be part of the situation she was in the car waiting for the girls and she came out of the car and the boy caught her and i did nothing mm-hmm. i did nothing i didn't protect her i in fact laughed because in my logic i thought well that's what the girls get i mean they they can't expect for the boys to not do something and the boys will always take it to another level and you could just tell right there my immaturity and my uh, lack of prioritizing just my wife and our relationship. And I have never seen Marina so upset mm. and so hurt. And she, uh, we did not talk to each other or sit with each other uh, at church the next day or anything like that. Just, it was it was really bad. Yeah. And I remember taking her over to Alan Gloria Barrett's house and we were with them and and Marina, my wife, just started crying. Mm-hmm. She just started crying. And in my head, I could not figure out why she was crying. I mean, what do you expect? And the logic was in my head saying that this makes no sense that you would feel hurt by this. And I remember being in that moment, um, Al just rebuking me. It was a thorough rebuke. And he commanded me, look at your wife. Look at her. Look at where she's at because you did not protect and take care of her and meet her needs and help her feel secure and safe. Uh, You allowed this to happen and look how Satan has worked here to to divide you. And it broke me at that moment. It completely broke me to see my wife in that state. And it was very humbling to be able to turn to her and ask for forgiveness. And I know in Marina, there was like every ounce of her did not want to give that <laughs> forgiveness. Uh, but I nope. thank God that we had witnesses there yeah. <laughs> and kind of pressured her into giving forgiveness in the moment. But yeah. I just know if I, it was just so difficult yeah. to be able to ask for and give forgiveness. But there was such a sense of peace and unity once we worked through the web of all the feelings and and were able to do to do just that. Yeah. I think for me, the two biggest things in that, I really do not like talking about that story because it just brings <laughs> up so much like emotion. But the two things that were hard for me was the protection part. He didn't protect me. He didn't stick up for me. But secondly was him not validating what I felt because he was just like, this was so silly. Why are you making this a big deal? It's not a big deal. Get over it. And that made me even more heated and upset and not wanting to forgive him. That was, I think, one of the biggest things, again, is just not feeling validated by him um, in my emotion, in the way that I felt about the situation. So forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Yeah. We all need forgiveness. Oh, yeah. That is our greatest need as a human race is forgiveness and grace. And uh, in the marriage relationship, it is completely true that uh, one of the phrases that I use with Marina is to know me is to forgive me. <laughs> I'm just I just know I need God's grace. I need her grace and she needs my grace. Yeah, she needs my forgiveness. And if we're able to lean into that, 
we'll be able to embrace chaos within our marriage uh, and the joys of our marriage as well. So thank you so much for joining us. We're going to go ahead and review the content and go through all 10 of the commandments real quick so you can have them. And uh, here we go. The 10 commandments of fighting fairly. Number one, I am at fault. The percent doesn't matter. Number two, be more concerned with doing right than being right. Number three, don't use logic at emotional times. Number four, assume and express love. Number five, don't use extreme language. Number six, don't argue about who said what. Take responsibility for what what the other hears you say. Number seven, first understand, then be understood. Take turns and no interruptions. Number eight, use I, not you. Number nine, use timeouts and agree on a length of time. Number 10, ask for and give forgiveness. And I just want to say a special thanks to Al and Gloria Baird. And um, we lost Gloria this past year. and But her memory will always be with us in our hearts and and really if you think about it like in our daily lives because her the principles that she shared with us all those years ago are still being played out in our lives and you know if you ever get a chance to read one of her books uh love your husband or god's picture it's just um such a great great book and great insight into um just our relationship with god and our relationships in general we hope this these tools Uh, And this resource will be a blessing to you as it's been such a great blessing to us. Hope you can join us next time. Thank you. Special thanks to our producers, John Brown and Don Russell. Music by DJ Soar. If you want to connect with Ruben and Marina, you can find them at greaterlongbeachchurch.com or Embrace the Chaos Instagram page. Thank you. 